0: Planet Fantasy is brought to you by all of you beautiful, lovely people, and we want to do something special for y'all. So, if you give us a review or a rating on any of the streaming apps, I'm talking Overcast, Spotify, Apple, any of them, we'll put you into a drawing, and whoever wins gets to curate their very own Planet Fantasy episode, that's right, you get to be the host, you're Crafting the draft idea, everything. So just hit us up with those reviews, ratings, and uh, we'll see you on episode 101. Welcome to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast, and we're your hosts, Damon and Kyle. How's it going, man? It's going. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, the first the first weekend of no football, so I'm slightly sad, but I filled it with my current binge, Lucifer. Thanks to our wonderful producer Anna H. The H stands for Hi. How are you?
1: You can't do, like, wholesome ones, man. Come on. This is why I need to do them. I had so many ready. <laughs> I saved Anna for this one, okay? I wanted to just
0: get a really nice one in because the rest of them are going to be just... I have a feeling they're going to be volatile. <laughs> but yes, Lucifer's been super fun. Really good show. Um, I love the whole the whole cast. Uh, maze for life.
1: Uh, you been watching anything fun, Kyle? Um... Station Eleven. I I stopped at episode seven. I'm not going to say anything about the show, but if you've seen the show, episode seven's a fucking gut punch. So I'm trying to get back into it. Um, and then I'm really like slowly dragging my feet on my Agents of Shield rewatch. I might just give up. I'm sorry. I know you want me to finish the show, but it's so <laughs> boring. <laughs> oh, what what season? I'm still in season one, <laughs> and I've seen it before. <laughs>
0: You should, I would say, just go to where you actually stopped watching and just see if you can finish it from there.
1: Yeah. Well, also the good thing is that this is a full MCU rewatch. So at least I can I can pace myself and like do a couple episodes and then do, you know, Thor: the dark world. Or that's a horrible example because it's a dumb movie. But, you know, like other movies and MCU movies and stuff, I can pace it with the, the show. So I'm not just watching, you know, Mignola try her best with shitty material.
0: Well, I believe in you. Um, I was... I think it gets good after like at towards the end of season one. Yep. And, and and goes pretty great until like season five. But you know, we all we all have our different tastes. But uh I hope you get through it somehow. Cause there's some Someday. good stuff. <laughs> um, but who else do we have with us? We have Grand Admiral Thrawn himself. Thad, how's it going? I am
2: great. <laughs> Is that is that just your 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 thing now, Dad? It, unintentionally, yes, but I guess now it
1: is. It's official. It's either yeah. that or hey guys, you see that thing from Jedi Fallen Order? <laughs> What's that <laughs> thing from the, the video game oh. that's in that movie? That's so cool.
2: It's not <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh that was whatever. It's fun.
0: <laughs> it is. That that is here to redeem himself. Yes, everyone, we are here for another Sounds of Steward draft. Stewards of Sound, as I say it backwards, because that's <laughs> just what today is. Um, we are drafting 90 songs. What a what a fun decade of one-hit wonders. So many. I think this might be the most one-hit wonder decade. We had maybe said that with the 80s, but really, like, looking at this one, it's just it's one after another. Like, Anna shared with us a whole, like, playlist of like over 70 of them so that that's a lot um are y'all pretty confident about y'all's boards how are y'all feeling
1: no <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm taking this draft as just for me <laughs> this one is for me
1: i don't care that's... about anyone else this is for me <laughs> i feel like the stewards of sound is more that anyway it's just like your taste in music like i don't give it up. i'm just gonna just talk, keep talking about abba every week even if they're not in the decade that we're talking about so right
0: this is about good content. It's not about the poll, yeah. Even though some may think it is. No, that's a
1: poll, Austin.
0: <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> going to say any names, but uh,
2: since we said it, yeah, Austin. <laughs> um, I can't wait for no. Kyle's first three picks to be eighteen picks. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> uh, well then, uh, let's let's get started, y'all. Y'all ready? Uh, what's the list game today?
1: So our list game this week is boy bands slash girl groups. And we were talking before recording. Uh, They can be from any generation, any decade, not just the 90s. And as long as they are all vocalists, they don't play an instrument with the group. It doesn't even have to be all boys or all girls. Just, you know, like Damon said, they fit that mold of that type of group. Um, So Thad, kick us off. And then Damon, and then myself.
3: Uh, We'll go with the... uh... We'll go the Supremes. I'm gonna go in sync, classic, iconic. Nice. Uh, Backstreet Boys. Jackson Five. You're going old school. I like it. Um, Destiny's Child. So uh, are you, apparently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Spice Girls. Uh.
2: Are we counting yeah. uh, duos, or do we have to go more than two? I that's
1: think it's a gotta good be more question. Yeah, because yeah, be a duo is their it's... own thing. Like, that's Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah.
2: No. Okay. So let's go with the uh,
3: boys to men. I just watched Longshot, and they had a, a great... Cameo on that. Sorry if
0: that's spoiling it for anybody. I apologize. (laughs) Um,
1: for those two people watching long (laughs) shot. It was good.
0: I liked it. It was a fun movie. Um
3: let's go with ninety-eight degrees.
1: Ooh. Um Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Did they play instruments? I don't remember. They just sang, right? I'm
0: pretty sure they they all they just sang. Okay. Pretty sure. Our lovely producer can confirm.
2: <laughs> um, since you went 98 degrees, I'll go. Our, uh, I'll go O-Town. Hmm.
3: O-Town. They. What was there, that one hit that they had? Oh, God, I can't even remember.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, Hufflepuff, I, what is the name of it?
3: So, Frankie Valli in the four seasons uh, had keyboard, tenor vocals, guitar, electric bass. So, Kyle, you got (laughs) to come up with another one. Um. Nope. That's it. The Monkees?
1: Is that? No, they're not. A boy, Ben. JK. JK. I I give up. Oh. Throwing in the towel.
3: That that's at O Town. That's definitely definitely one. Yep. Um Witch. Say
0: <laughs> <C'est> la vie. <laughs> Remember that song that when they covered that, that was just that the nineties was a time.
3: <laughs> yep. Uh Menudo. One of the original boy bands, <laughs> New Kids on the Block, Hanging Tough B two K LFO. That was the group that did
0: that uh, one song. They were a one-hit wonder, if I'm thinking right.
4: Okay. Yeah.
0: That had but the we, uh. Were
2: they the ones that for the summer, for the summer. For the summer, the Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah, so
0: that I'm one. That had okay. one wish. Yeah, that one. That's LFO, right? Am I correct, I, Anna? I am correct. Continue.
2: Uh. Oh well, let's go. Uh. Let's go modern. Let's go uh, one direction. Oh, that's a good one.
0: I had that in the bag and I forgot him. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh
1: no. <laughs> that's
3: yeah, I can believe you you forgot him,
0: yep.
1: Kyle. Yep.
3: Oh man. There's there's still quite a few that I'm just not I'm blanking on. Um does, okay. I'm just gonna say it just Does this count? Does Bell Biv DeVoe count? Hmm. They, I mean, they kind of fit the criteria, but
0: I am perfectly okay if that that is a no. Because, I mean, you don't, no one's ever considered them a boy band, but by the criteria, they, they, they kind of are.
3: Yeah. It's vague enough, I'll count it. All right, since we're not doing duos, what about uh, TLC?
4: Dang it, I was just about to say that. Um,
3: that's a good one. S Club Seven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there ain't no parties like an S Club party.
4: <laughs> oh,
0: I actually watched their TV show. <laughs>
2: So did I. It was so bad.
3: <laughs> the better question is, who didn't watch that TV That's show?
0: True. <laughs> <laughs> we would like everyone to chime in from home. Let us know. Did you watch the S Club 7 TV show?
3: Uh, oh, God. Um, oh, uh, Blackpink. Oh, yeah. Thanks for just reminding me that K-pop is a thing. Um, BST. There's the easy one.
1: <laughs> no, that's BTS. You fuck. You Dang it, think it. something say else. <laughs> I d-
0: I was about to say. I was like,
3: I yes, not. Yes. I was like, that does okay, not yeah. sound right.
1: That sounds like it's sexually transmitted disease. Think of something else. <laughs>
3: No, I mean, that means I'm out then, right? Um, no, yeah, no, I'm blanking on anything else. I, I, I should be out for for incorrectly saying BTS. <laughs> I'm actually really offended at all three of you because you did not give a shout out to the Jonas Brothers. I know they play instruments. Oh, right? yeah.
1: They play instruments. God. They do they play, play
3: instruments. The
4: Pussycat instruments. Dolls. Come on. The they're, Pussycat
1: they're Dolls. The Damn. Yeah. Dang it. Well, that has to. Say, we've just given a couple, but that has to say one more technically.
2: Oh, uh, Black Street. Okay, there you go. All right. All
3: right. What's our what's our draft order, sir? Ooh, I will go. I will go one.
2: Kyle will go second. Damon will go third because he's down for the turnaround.
0: Damn straight.
2: <laughs> Put it on a T-shirt
0: i'd put that on a t-shirt
2: title of your sex tape <laughs> i'm not sure that works but uh okay you can make it work that's <laughs> just don't think
0: about that it so much. <laughs> you are the first pick of this draft the 90s is just full of so many different genres i, I just didn't know where i was going to start where are you starting
2: what's the number one song well, for me, I am going with a song that really, really helped angsty Thad just figure out. Like, I'm really into hard rock and grunge, and so I am picking Nirvana. Smells like Teen Spirit.
4: Hell yeah!
3: I feel like we this song needed to be be
0: drafted, and one is is very appropriate. Was Nirvana your like your band in the nineties,
2: Thad? I gotta say, I it was the first band where I actually started to. I feel like I started to understand music. If that made sense. Like before, I would always have, uh, like my parents playing music, and it's like, oh, it's uh, Tina Turner and, you know, David Bowie and you know, Young Thad is like, oh god, this sucks. Like, wait, David Bowie, the actor, he sings? <laughs> the actor?
4: Ronald yeah, the Reagan? Actor?
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, of course, older me is like, why didn't I like this as a kid? But Nirvana was the first group where it was like, oh, oh, I understand this. I get it. I get it. And it really just kind of formed the way that I kind of understand music now and read lyrics and how you know even though it may be the music may be a little happy but the lyrics are very dark and it really just gave me a full perspective on what music can really be
3: I dig that paint us a picture that how old were you when you when you heard the song oh god i was uh
2: maybe like 11 when i first heard it
3: that makes a lot of sense i mean you know
0: the the songs we hear like during that age is, it always sticks with us and that's such a good song kyle are you a fan of <laughs> uh
1: <laughs> I, this is before the blue hair um yeah i i i love nirvana i this is not the one that i had and i might still try and snag my my first pick of theirs but you get me. You can't go. You can't, each decade, we've been like, okay, that was the natural first choice. Like Bohemian Rhapsody with the '70s. Um, I forget what the first one was for the '80s, but it was like that natural first pick, right? Um, and it smells like Teen Spirit. I mean, that's like a, a genre or a decade-defining song. I mean, if the, if the '90s is anything for music, it's like angst and it's grunge. So, um, and it's also like one of the first songs that I like actually sat down and like dedicated to like learning beginning to end on the drums. And so that's like a big that was a big deal like learning how to play drums and like that was one I wanted to like commit to. So yeah, it's a, it's a fucking great song.
0: Yeah. Just as, as far as the song goes, it, it's, it's very uh, great lyrics. I love the sound. I love the guitar riffs in it. Kirk Cobain has a very drawing voice. Like, I mean, I, I just really love the way he sings. Um, It just lent itself really well to what grunge was like. I mean, like grunge was born off of, of off of that sound along with everything everything we got from Pearl Jam and uh, soundgarden and everything but you know there's a reason why Nirvana was held at such a standard was because it's just they they made this this song essentially this song was everywhere um it's everywhere now i mean it's yeah. honestly so culturally uh, culturally relevant um more so than a lot of songs from the 90s i'd say um we just heard it recently covered in the the Black Widow opener
3: mm-hmm.
0: um that was I, I personally liked it um
4: yeah.
0: it was cool but it's it's been done many a times and i think nirvana is just gonna is gonna be one of those bands that will be talked about maybe forever I, I, honestly like you have the whole kurt cobain saga aside from it you know and that's just you know very compelling and and sad and then just the music aspect you have him and you have Grohl being on the drums. And just the music that they made was—it's really just past. It's timeless, really. I'd say. I don't know if this is my favorite Nirvana song either, but I think it's the right one to be to be drafted. So.
1: Right. And that's a testament and, to Nirvana, like that. That we can all think of probably different songs that first come to our mind, and that's a testament of a good band, you know.
0: Right. They only was it one out? Did they have two? Were did they put two out? Um. Uh,
3: do you I think. That? Was it just the one? I don't remember. Some
1: I think it I think it's two. I think, I think it. it's two. But even so, yeah. that's wild. So, to be, so many damn, hits. like so many Yeah, they, yeah, right. That's crazy. Mm.
0: All right. That's the first pick. Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit, and let's move on to that second one. Kyle. What you got?
1: Oh boy. Um I was going to go with this one first, and I feel like I'm now running the risk of losing it, but I don't want to pick it because we were just talking about Nirvana and like grunge. But oh, I'm torn. Um, all right. I'm going to go in a completely different direction from Nirvana, but still a genre or a decade defining song, a decade defining artist. I mean, we drafted a bit of her in the 80s, but I really think the 90s is like Whitney's decade. Right. And I am not picking. I will always love you no shade to that song very iconic obviously a very important song not her best song and i will hear her no arguments her best song is obviously i have nothing um so i got a draft i have nothing uh it's it's literally like one of my oh, this is, yeah it, it it's just like such a i talked about this in the 80s but like that dramatic like ballad you know like uh i think i picked uh, the winner takes it all from ABBA. Uh, like that kind of like and she's also at, like, the top of her game when this comes out. I think it came out in 93 or 92. It was on, you know, obviously the soundtrack for The Bodyguard, along with I Will Always Love You. So whenever that movie came out. But, um, like I said, Whitney had some stuff in the 80s. Um, but I think the 90s is where she just absolutely dominated. And I have nothing. I mean, again, I Will Always Love You is maybe the more culturally, like, important song and is the more iconic song of hers. 92, thank you. Um, but... Uh, I think I have nothing displays like her vocal range and talent a little more. And it's just the one that I listen to the most along with, I want to, I want to dance with somebody, but that was eighties and Kristen dropped that. So, uh, yeah, I have nothing. It's just like, it's one of my favorite, like incredibly dramatic, like karaoke songs. So got to pick that one.
0: So I, I, definitely know this song, but the thing is I didn't know it just from the name. Um, for, you know, I'm, I love the big Whitney Houston songs, but for some reason this isn't on the rotation for me. Um, but it's a good one. I I just definitely think I would have gone for um, I Will Always Love You. But the fact is, this this is very good. I, I just, uh, you know, I don't know if I would have gone with this for the first one. But it, Whitney Houston is maybe, I would probably put her in my top five vocalist of all time. Yeah. I mean, she's just, everything she sings is a good song. Like, I'm not like, oh, Whitney's singing. Eh." I will be like, oh, wow, yeah. I'll I'll listen to that song pretty much all the way through. She's kind of a no-skip artist, you know? Like, you hear her, it's like, okay, I'll definitely at least go through the song when she's done, you know? Uh,
2: Thad, are you a fan? You know, I don't remember much about this song. I remember it being in The Bodyguard. I remember the music video because I think it was basically clips from the movie. Yeah, it was. But I don't really remember the song much. I'm looking at the lyrics and I'm like,
1: uh,
2: okay, I remember the song, <laughs> but I don't remember it too much actually.
1: That's, I mean, for, I for me, it's like, got again...
2: overshadowed by "I will always yeah. love you." When you have that song on the same soundtrack, right? That song just is, yep. and you know, you've got the the drop in the song, and all you can remember is him carrying her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's why I think it just got overpowered a little bit from that from I Will Always Love You.
1: Right. No, that's that's totally fair, too, because that soundtrack is a legitimately like really, really solid soundtrack all all the way through. I mean, they're all really, really good songs. But when you do have like the the signature song on there, they all kind of get sidelined a bit. Um, Yeah, I just think that like like musically and vocally, I think I have nothing has as much to say as I will always love you does. Cause it even like has kind of a similar it is not it's not like the iconic drop like in I Will Always Love You, but it has a sig- a similar drop at the towards the end of the song. And it just yeah, I feel like between the two, that one really showcases how much of a powerhouse she was. Cause I agree, Damon, she's gotta be top five vocalist of all time. I mean she's phenomenal.
0: She is, she is. Any any other thoughts on the song before we move on? All right, we love you, Whitney. And now we're to my first pick, and I I still don't know. Can we just like delay the draft another week or two, guys? <laughs> um, totally. No, it's, I I have I have the songs I want, but I don't know what I want my first pick to be because like this is the one that I would say deserves to be in that first round tier, right? Um, I'm going to go with. What I think is one of the ultimate karaoke songs. Um, I think it's just so fun. It, it screens 90s. Um, it's tied to maybe my absolute favorite video online of all time. Uh, and He-Man just loves to dance and sing along to this song. Um, <laughs> Four for non-bonds, what's up? <laughs> um it it, it's just super simple but like her voice for one is so distinct and I I love distinct voices you know like it it, it's almost a in my eyes it's another instrument of course you know It, it adds you know it can add so much to a song and she just kills it it's just super fun to sing along to like it I can't not sing along to that And uh, you know I said that before in other song drafts. Like that's a big part of it to me as far as music, like the sing-along ability, the the part where you just like it hits you and you have to belt out those lyrics and it's just it grabs a hold of you. This is in my top five probably for songs like that. You know, just like when she hits that like fucking high, you know, it's just uh and just all of it. I just love every single bit of it. It's super fun. I just love fun songs and I think this really hits one of my favorite things about the nineties. So that's my first one. Kyle, thoughts.
1: I you said like favorite video and I was trying to think like is it favorite music video? Like I didn't I couldn't tell what you're talking about. And then I should have thought like because Thad's here, like we did 80s TV with him and we talked about He-Man and talked about that video. Um yeah, it's just such a fucking iconic song. Uh another one I think a lot of these honestly I could talk about like the musicality of them or like the vocals, but I think a lot of them, like you said, are just like, am I going to sing along to them? And if the answer is yes, it's typically more stuff that I like, you know, like I, um, it's a pretty simple song like chords wise, and it's fairly easy to play along to on the piano. And so it's one that I could very easily just like go and like karaoke with it. Cause it's just such a, it's just such a fun song. And you can't, if you hear it on the radio, you can't just like not scream along to it. Um, I would recommend anyone to go check out Lady Gaga's cover of it, which is also fucking phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I agree. The I don't even know the vocalist name for 49 Blondes, but her voice is very, very like signature and very recognizable. And that definitely makes a difference. So this is a great call. Thank you.
0: Ka- uh, Thad, what's up?
1: What's going on?
2: <laughs> 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 you know, you, it's really weird. I really like that song. A lot of the songs from the 90s, I will always have distinct memories of hearing it for the first time in a laundromat. <laughs> <laughs> or like a 7-Eleven. Um, but for some reason, I think I remember seeing the music video for this first, and I could swear the lead singer was uh, was slashed because of the, the top hat I think she wears in a music video. Yep.
4: <laughs>
2: I love that top
0: hat. She has such a good look in that video.
1: <laughs> breaking yeah, news, like Slash part. is the lead singer of Fortnite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it makes so much sense. No. Just, um, just Google it. You'll understand. If you see the top hat, you're like, oh my god, she stole Slash's hat. <laughs> <laughs> if,
0: like, we could have done a whole separate thing on 90s music videos. Because those yeah. those videos... The 80s was a lot of like, you know, sex and and like rock ballads and all that. And the 90s, they just went out there. They yep. they
2: just really went out there. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. They were spending like millions of dollars on music videos.
0: And some of them did not need to do that.
2: <laughs> uh
0: uh-uh. Oh, did good old Puff Puff Daddy and his nice little cheese grater. Ooh.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right.
0: So. I, I got my first one. Nice. It, I believe it's a one hit wonder. I'm not going to say for sure. I don't think I've heard of any other non four, non blind song, but, uh, yeah, you are a good ones. Send them my way. Cause I love, <laughs> I love their voice. I'm going to follow it up with one of the, I think best bands of the last 30 years. Um, they're one of my favorite rock bands and it was really hard for me to narrow down which song of theirs I wanted to draft because I, I don't want to draft multiple songs from an artist because there's just there's too much in this decade that I want to cover. So Red Hot Chili Peppers, Under the Bridge yep. is my song. Um it, it was a real toss-up. Like I mean, I could have gone with Scar Tissue, By the Way, and I mean, there's all their other songs I, I really enjoy. Um, but this one is just something about the beat the way the way the the rhythm goes I, I love the lyrics I mean the fact is when I first heard it I had no idea that it was about you know addiction to heroin and recovery but you know that's stuff you learn after the fact uh, years after listening as a kid you just hear it and it's like oh wow it's just really catchy and I like the way way he sings it um but I really like it, it's it just has like a very it's the beat of it is almost it's mellow and, and kind of depressing but then like the 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 chorus it's really uplifting you know it really lifts you up it, it's a very song that has a lot of lot going on for it and I just I just really love it I don't know sometimes it's just that's all there is to it it just it hits you a certain way and you really connect to it even if it, it's not even the lyrics it, it's just the mood and uh, I just really like it. Kyle thoughts do you like red hot chili peppers?
1: Oh yeah i'm I'm with you i i was kind of like struggling trying to pick what song of theirs i would draft but i, I would probably if i was going to pick one it would be um under the bridge under the bridge or maybe californication but it, it is yeah it's such a fucking groove like it's another one i Thad's having these weird porno laundromat memories and i'm having all these like formative drumming memories of like the, the first songs that i learned on the drums and most of them are like 90s grunge songs um And i wouldn't call chili peppers grunge but like you know like that 90s kind of era people were getting really creative with music and uh, under the bridge is like it's simple but it also has this very defining sound to it um yeah and i'm with you i didn't know about like the backstory behind it until like a few years ago it's not like it changes the song it's just like oh cool that's another like added layer to it but it's still just a really really fun song to listen to i also feel like spiritually connected to uh flea like as a human being i just love that man so much
0: <laughs> i love flea anthony kiedis is a very complicated individual uh we won't harp on that too much yeah <laughs> um and then a drummer is you know will ferrell so
1: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> um but yeah no i just it, it that's funny like you say like when we listen to songs like as a kid the lyrics only mean so much because we only Know so much of what even they they mean, you know. It's like I try to think back, like, did I ever understand half of the lyrics of songs, or was it just I was just singing along to these songs? Yeah, you know, like I did that day, you know, talking about heroin. You know, I'm just just singing at the top of my lungs about a, reco- a recovery song. I had no clue. <laughs> um, so I, I'm very glad I got a Chili Pepper song, uh, and that means we're gonna move back along to Kyle. But before we do, let's go ahead and take that uh, first quick break. What's going on? We're just drafting songs from the '90s, and we're back to Kyle for his second pick. What you got for us?
1: What's going on, indeed. Um, all right, I'm gonna go to one that is like, it's it's like formative in, like, more like more ways than one. I think I I the first genre of music that I really I felt like I had I had like I think that was gonna talk about this with um nirvana but like the first genre that i I felt like i was getting a grasp on and like why it was different than other genres was kind of like that alternative sound that was coming from the 90s i don't know if you could really call this band just alternative because they they experimented with, with a lot of other stuff but i'm gonna go with say it ain't so from weezer um i love weezer i that's a dream uh concert for me i would love to go see them live but like also what a impressive debut i mean this is from their debut album from the the, the blue album or yeah the, uh, i think it's just called weezer but then like the subtitle is the blue album um from 94 it was their third single from it and uh you talk about like songs that you didn't know had stories behind them and the, the lyrics of these are pretty telling anyway but rivers cuomo like he said about this song that he like i think he came home one day in high school and like saw a bottle of beer in his fridge and started panicking thinking it was like going to cause his parents divorce or something. And so he wrote the, the words say it ain't so, and then kind of wrote the music around it. And then the rest of it kind of came, came out um, which is like kind of sad, but kind of funny too. Um, but that's just, that's kind of Weezer. Like a lot of, a lot of their songs and lyrics are very like simple, They're like simple, like feelings and problems that kind of explode into these other things. Like Buddy Holly is a great example of that, too. Um, But I I love I love Weezer. I think they're like it's so funny listening to their music and then like seeing who's playing and like all these just generic looking white guys. It's just very funny because they know what they're doing. They clearly are like musical geniuses, but it's just really funny seeing the the dissonance there. Um, But I could I could pick anything from this album. I think their debut album is still their best. But, um, "Say It So" is one of the first songs that I really latched onto and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna learn this song. I'm gonna learn why it sounds different from other songs and other genres, and like deep dive into like why this is like this particular type of music." So I gotta gotta pick that one.
0: All right, Dad, which laundromat were you at when you heard "Say It so?
1: <laughs> Don't worry, there
2: there will be a lot of laundromat stories. <laughs> <laughs> I promise they're wholesome. They're wholesome, I promise. <laughs> okay, Londrethad. <laughs> are are you a fan of Weezer? I am. I am. And you know, going back to what we were saying about how the uh the 90s had the uh had the best music videos. You know, you mentioned Buddy Holly and the Happy Days music yep. video for that, even though it made no sense because it was <laughs> Buddy Holly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like what is happening here? <laughs> but uh Say It Ain't So is it's such a good song. It's so damn catchy. Like you just never imagine like you're just listening to it and you're like it's one of oh you know what going back to a previous draft where you're talking oh. about the high note for Aha yeah, there's that part in say it ain't so where, yeah. you always try the the high note. It's like say it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, like climbing up. <laughs> yeah, you're just like slowly climbing. <laughs> it's great.
0: I, I I'm I, every part whenever it hits you know flip on the telly wrestle with Jimmy. And then my absolute favorite, something is a bubble bubble. Bu- 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just it's a, it, it's such a fun song to sing along to. It really is. Um, This was a Weezer song that I actually didn't hear for the longest time. Like my we like, you know, I grew up with Weezer. The first Weezer song I heard was Hashpipe. Like oh, wow. that was that was big on TRL. You know, I am a TRL kid. Um, <laughs> And so like and then I heard that and like, you know, I heard Buddy Holly afterwards. Like, oh, I like, you know, that's really fun. And then, like, a couple years later, they, you know, they drop uh, Beverly Hills, which was just, was huge. It was really huge that year. It, it really was so popular. And then, like, I started finally starting to go back slowly, listen to their older stuff. And, like, i you know, found Say It Ain't So, found the uh, Sweater Song. And it's just so good. Like, Wii's are so good across the board. Every, like, era of theirs, they just, they know what they're, they are, they are. They don't try to complicate it. They just do what they do, and they do it so fun. Like they they are they were Dad Rock before they became Dad Rock. Even like, but it's just, but they're simple songs, but they they're done. They're executed in such a fun way. I love Weezer. I yeah. I really wanted to go to the freaking Weezer Fallout Boy tour, oh, you know, before yeah. it got can't like delayed and delayed again.
1: Yeah, that would have been incredible. So They fun. also they their covers are almost as good as their originals. Like they have some incredible covers. Africa, everyone, yep. Africa, they did it with Weird Al on stage. It was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> I'm glad just we love that, that they about... look like.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: Rivers looked like a dad when they dropped this song. Yeah, it's true. I love that the entire band when they were performing back then just looked like the cheap band your high school hires to do the prom <laughs> yeah
1: exactly but
0: they could play they, they, they like the fact that they got famous was i think why they dropped beverly hills because they were like the wow we actually made it let's right. let's let's party um <laughs> that's a guilty pleasure song I, I love that song um so we got weezer on the board kyle with the w board so far let's see if he keeps it going we're back around to thad What you got for us?
2: Okay, I'm not really sure how you guys uh, let me get these two picks without taking them. So in no particular order, I'm just going to take probably one of the most popular and best songs of the 90s. And it's very weird because these two apparently hated each other even to a point where one of them punched the other one at the VMAs. Uh, I'm taking Brandy and Monica. The boy is mine. <sighs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have let that one go by.
2: That That's I mean, a good one. That is just, I mean, the song is just so good. and You would never guess unless you're reading the gossip that happens behind and like oh wow they hate each other and oh shit monica punched her in the face right before the the vmas and they're just like singing the boy is my on on stage and that's the only time they've ever performed it like it's wild yep (laughs) i i gotta say i
0: completely forgot that this was a song i had not heard it in so long i know i'm Look, there's, like, millions of songs. I That's can't true. remember all of them. Yeah, It's impossible. Um, this is going into my, my 90s rotation now, though. It, it never popped up on any 90s playlist I would jam to. It's just not there, so it just kind of got brushed aside. But, I mean, Brandy and Monica are amazing singers. I didn't know about the that whole uh, tension throwdown thing.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, what better song to, like, have that happen for it, right? Like, that's just... kind of, like, adds to the mythology of the song, too. That kind of... That's probably why it's so iconic now, is because of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild.
3: <laughs> Dang. Okay, well, you, you got that
0: one. Now you're talking about both songs. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta bring it with this one.
2: What, what's that next um, may- I think... probably the song that... Now... I'm not sure for sure that it won the most grammys but it kind of felt like this the year that this song came out it swept everything and it was on the radio and it's still on the radio now for sometimes. Uh Santana and Rob Thomas smooth.
4: No. Oh my
2: god. Oh uh, my god.
0: Uh, <laughs> damn it. I I only have myself to blame.
2: I'm so in smooth yeah why did you pick this song <sighs> Dad? i mean it just felt i mean not only is it just a banger but that entire album is great i've really it's actually not my favorite song on that album i actually love um his song with michelle branch the game of love a little bit more oh yeah but for draft purposes you got to go with smooth i mean <laughs> you got to. yeah i think if i pick michelle branch you're like the. The stalker girl? What? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like Santana had been around for so long and it never seemed like he got the credit he deserved. And then this album came out and then he had Smooth and then it was just, then everyone started recognizing him. So it was just so great to see him finally just get some love for, for all the years that he had put in
3: just i mean him and
0: and rob thomas was just a perfect collab like his voice and the, the guitar on it it's it's a vibe like that song is a complete vibe are you are you a fan of smooth kyle
1: oh of course i i remember when they i don't know when it's happening but that that concert or that that festival in vegas that is like breaking the world right now um that's like every band ever um but it's a One horrible eight, idea because they each get like five minute sets. Uh, There was someone who released like, or they put out a meme that was like that, but just uh, smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas. That's the, that's the whole <laughs> festival. And I was like, yeah, I'd go see that instead of all these washed up uh, bands. Um, Yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it's just such a good song. I am kicking myself that I honestly didn't even think about it. Like I it was not even on my board, which is really sad. Um, cause it is, it's fucking iconic and you're right. Like Santana has been just fucking killing the game for so long. And it seemed like he just did not get the love he deserved until then. And then that song, I feel like just blew, the album really just blew up. Um, so yeah, it's a great call.
0: I'll tell you what, like seven, eight year old Damon was like a big, big fan of that song. And it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it dropped, I like, I remember seeing the video. It was on the radio constantly. It, and it should have been i think that was one song i didn't get sick of you know they could have played it played it even more um i'm just mad at you thad um no i'm mad at myself because i had that actually second on my board Oof. and then and then i decided to go with with uh my two choices so i i i hate it but uh very very good picks thad you you definitely got two really good ones there <sighs> that's a good board. man it's a
2: hot one <laughs>
1: Please never do that again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's how you must now uh, address yourself when you come on the pod. That's your greeting right there. Um, As the hot one? (laughs) No, (laughs) No, never mind. What are you saying, Damon? Damon? (laughs) That's what you should say when you come on the podcast. But you ruined it. (laughs) Never mind. You can't say it ever again. Kyle, all right. What's what's your W pick for for your next draft for your next pick?
1: Are we not are we not to you? I thought it was back to you.
0: No, it, it's it's to you, Kyle. I'm I'm last. Dad just had his uh his two back his back to his turn.
1: Oh okay, just making sure. Um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I've been known to step in front of someone's <laughs> draft. Uh, okay. Um fuck there's so many good songs from the 90s god damn it i didn't think they're like i it's not a decade that i listened to a whole lot and then i started doing some research and i was like holy shit there's so many good songs um i'm gonna go with one that we've already given some love to on this podcast um it's still probably one of my favorite uh, of damon's draft picks um in our guardians uh three soundtrack draft and that is the distance by cake yeah uh I'm still I I'm still going to be so disappointed when it's not in that movie because the like the Me picture too. you painted of that showing up when he's like cruising the milano is just oh it's so good. Um it's just such a good song. Like I I listen to this song on the rare occasions that yeah, rare occasions nobody judge when I go running. Uh it doesn't happen a lot, but this is the first song that I I throw up there just cuz it's just like it's so it's what you put on some songs to like get you motivated to like work out or run or whatever, but they're not like fun songs. And The Distance is like a fun, like it actually gets you in the mood, you like feeling happy while you're you know killing yourself, uh, running. Um, and it's just like, yeah, it's 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 so catchy. It's a pretty unique song, like musically. I mean, I feel like it, I don't know, I forgot the year that it came out, but it was. I, I want to hear more songs that kind of start off the way this does. And I don't know how to explain it in like actual musical terms, but like the way he's kind of like almost just speaking the lyrics and you just hear that real small kind of bass riff come in and then it kind of explodes from there is really cool. And then the horns, like more songs need horn, a horn section, obviously like just the horn section is so underrated. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's an amazing song. It's so catchy. It's probably my, of the ones I'm picking the the one I listen to the most, cause it's, it's, it's just, Eternally catchy. So screw it.
0: Screw more cowbell. We need more horns. Yeah, exactly. More Um, horns. (laughs) More horns, please. I'm so glad you picked this song. I love this song. I've I've talked about it at length on the uh, Guardians 3 uh, soundtrack draft. Anyone feel free to listen to that one. That was super fun. No, (laughs) I
4: don't
3: (laughs) know. But Kyle, you really nailed it perfectly. Like it's
0: it's it's funny because it's not a a super like energetic song, so to say, you know, it's it's pretty like one note for the most part. You know, the the guitars kind of pick up a little bit more and the horns, you know, have, have add to it but it's still pretty, you know, it's not like super fast or anything, but like just the way he's talking and and it it does build up a little bit. You're like, yeah, yeah, I got to go the distance. Like it's just the way he, the lyrics are so fun. Uh, I absolutely love Cake. I adore Cake. I thought about several of their songs. I, I just think I can't pull one away from the other. Like I love the distance, but I also love, you know, long shirt. And I mean, a short skirt and a long jacket. Absolutely love that one. Uh, love you better. I just I love cake, and I'm so glad you got it. That are you a
2: fan of the distance? Are you a fan I am of? I'm a spe- fan of the distance. <laughs> I do like cake, and uh, you know, Kyle, when you were talking about that, I, he does something similar in the uh, when they're doing their cover of "I Will Survive" too.
1: Yes, yes, he does.
2: Where he. Where he starts off and he's just speaking and uh, you hear horns just kind of build up near the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's and it's I think you're right. They're one of the only bands that I think is uh, that's been doing that.
1: Yeah. I mean, they I'm make sure it there's work. other bands it's, that do it, but they kind of made a signature out of it. Like it's their thing, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah, they make it work. It's really to their advantage to do it. And it it's just it suits them so well. I can't see any other bands that it really fits because even his voice it fits. You have to have the right kind of voice to to start a song speaking, not not rapping, but actually just speaking and kind of like speak singing. Right.
4: I'd so, say I uh, put him
2: in the all timer list for
0: that. You know, speak singing. I think he's up there.
1: Yeah,
2: him
0: and Ariel. <laughs>
1: Don't spoil the rest of the draft, Thad. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know that's your next pick. <laughs> uh,
0: God, Ariel and Cake. Yep, that, that, we thought they were going to be mentioned in the same breath. Whatchamacallit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Kyle did not go with another W. I applaud you. Um, so let's move along to my next pick. And Dad, you say... You had no idea how those songs still got there and I agree smooth should have gotten picked but the fact that that this next song hasn't yet I it's it's one of the best hangout rap songs of all time it's okay it's from one of the icons he just graced us with his presence on the Super Bowl I'm talking about gin and juice Bar Boy, Snoop do double G um. I mean, come on! Like every everyone, pretty much should know this song. And if you don't know this song, that's on you. Like, I, what are you doing? Um, it's been. have y'all ever heard of the cover from Fish? Because it's just hilarious. No. Um Fish? Yeah, that's actually Fish. <laughs> the, the 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 jam band Fish covered this, and um, it wasn't what I heard of at first. But like, just hearing them sing it, it's just so funny because, like, really, it plays like a it can play like a country song. It's so (laughs) chilled and and mellow. Like Snoop's just talking about chilling, hanging out with his friends. Like they're at a house party and, you know, they're all trying to fuck. (laughs) And it's just, I mean, it's super chill. Like Snoop's delivery on it is perfect. And I, I love it. It's just super catchy and fun. And, had to have Snoop Dogg on this list. I, I felt like if it was gonna be this, maybe it would have been Ice Cube. You know, had a good day. Um, but I, I think this one I, I like a little bit more. Um, I, I don't know. I could listen to this song over and over again. It's so it's so fun. Kyle, you a fan?
1: Oh yeah. Um, I mean, we can all. First of all, we can all agree that that was like maybe the best halftime show in I don't know years. Like since Prince I'd say. Well, probably. Yes, absolutely. Um, he clearly still he still got it uh, all of them do uh you know he yeah, gin and juice is just like I don't know that I've ever sat down and like ranked Snoop songs, but I think gin and juice is probably be at number one, um yeah, it's just an iconic song, great pick.
0: I don't know if I'd call it number one, but we'll get back to that on our two thousand
2: track, oh okay, <laughs> <laughs> um Damon. <laughs> predicting or giving hints or he's going to pick like <laughs> sexual eruption or something <laughs> no it's the akon song obviously
0: <laughs> i want to love you
2: <laughs> no that are you a fan of, of gin and juice with my mind on my money and my money on my mind of course <laughs> i mean it's it popularized a drink that's you know, kind of low-key disgusting. <laughs> I mean, Whoa. that's not a great drink.
1: Okay. All right. Now we're just spitting blasphemy on my podcast. Just one, one second. Okay. This is not, this is not an anti-gin podcast. Okay. We're not doing oh, it.
2: Oh, no. I like gin. But gin and juice is... Okay. I, I don't All really right. like... It, I don't know. It's kind of a trash drink. Gin and juice. Like, <laughs> we can do something better with gin than just juice. But the song is All great. Right.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: Confession time, I've never had neither... Well, I can't say... I've had juice. <laughs> <laughs> I've n-
1: never had a sip of juice.
2: <laughs> He's never had I've, juice I've neither had or, gin, gin, or gin or water gin or anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is what I was about to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's... No I don't that to that. <laughs> uh, moving on... Um, Jin and Juice. I'm 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 glad I got that one. I don't know how that made it, and now I'm stuck with another t- tough decision because there's there's two songs I really want. I don't know if I feel like with y'all, one of them will still be there and the other won't. So I I think I'm going to to go with this one. This is another one that I I listen to a lot. Like this is on heavy rotation for my '90s playlist. It's just so good. it, it needs to get even more props and and recognition
3: um black street no diggity it's yep. just like the beat the mm-hmm
0: like that the the best mm-hmm ever maybe I'd, I'd put it up there um and like each different verse has its own special like vibe to it i i love it the, the chorus is flawless no diggity it 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 speaks for itself i I absolutely love this song kyle no diggity or all of the diggity
1: all of the diggity (laughs) uh yeah dude this is such a good song i i I would agree with you that it was kind of like it doesn't get talked about enough until i feel like two things have kind of brought it back and maybe those are both too long ago now so maybe it's back in like obscure territory but Ed Sheeran did a cover of it, which I'm not a big Ed Sheeran fan, but it kind of, everyone was like suddenly into No Diggity again. And then Pitch Perfect when they did the, uh, like that the, was fun. yeah, the, the, the first movie, yeah. um, the riff off. Yes. The riff off. Um, yeah. So I, I love, I love this song. I agree. I don't think there's a, sometimes with these songs, there's like one verse that get, gets a little waylaid and it's like, all right, that one you can kind of skip, but like each verse is just fucking perfect in this song. Um, Yeah. Not a second wasted. It's a it's a great song.
0: I mean, Dr. Dre's verses like, might be my favorite part. Like when he comes yeah. in, he just comes in swinging.
1: Oh yeah, um, as he does. <laughs> as
0: he does. Another, you know, he just. I, I guess I had back to back Super Bowl picks. I guess. Yeah. Uh, didn't even I think can't about blame you,
1: man. They yeah, they've been at the forefront <laughs> of my mind since the halftime show.
0: <laughs> Dad, Dad, are you a fan of this one? Uh, no
2: doubt. Yeah, yeah. You get it. uh, (laughs) all the middle fingers (laughs) (laughs) yeah of course i love this song although damon why did you not pick them in the list game (laughs) because someone else did
4: and also i don't like to show them them
1: last that was
0: last i picked them last oh that's right i don't like showing my hand with with list game picks sometimes
1: it okay. has burned me before. Uh, uh-huh. That's not I my don't excuse. Like it's just that my brain is empty and I didn't think of it. <laughs> I thought
0: about them, but no, that that is my reasoning. I don't like to say the name sometimes of people I will be drafting.
4: Okay. So, yep. That's my reason. Mm
2: hmm. Mm hmm. The greatest mm-hmm behind uh, Campbell's soup. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one A and one B. Those. Two. Yeah, just
2: right, right above, like one.
0: Join us! Join us in a couple weeks when we do our mm-hmm draft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so those are my two picks. I think those are, could be considered even better than my first two. So I'm just getting better as we were going, guys. Be careful, be. Uh, Kyle, we're here for your fourth pick. What you got for
1: us? All right. Um, Okay. I do love a good angry song. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm an angry person. No, Uh, but but I'm going to go with one from 94. Um, There's another one that like, it's a very angry song, but until you know the backstory, it's a good song, but it really adds some weight to it. So this song was written in response to uh, an IRA bombing in Warrington that Obviously, took a lot of casualties. In particular, killed two young boys um, who were like three and twelve. I think uh, it was written by the Cranberries in '94. I got to go with the "Zombie," um, again, like a, an iconic, just angry song that is great on its own. And then you hear that, like I think I think uh, Dolores O'Riordan talked to it in like 2017, like so many years after the fact, about how that was kind of her inspiration. I think they were on tour at the time and were very close to Warrington when that happened. Um, and it just hit her in a really profound way. Like she's, I mean, she's Irish and she was talking about how she really did not want it. She didn't feel connected to that struggle at all. Um, and yeah, so she kind of just, I think a lot of the best of like the nineties, you know, angry songs are written from this real place of like, there was like the nineties were a really volatile time for a lot of reasons, but I think the best way that a lot of our, our, favorite artists dealt with that was to channel that anger and that kind of like that helplessness into these songs. Um And yeah, zombie is just, I mean, it's so good. <laughs> it's just such a good, like anger fueled. And it's just, it's very cathartic to listen to a song like that and just feel angry and like kind of go with the song. But yeah, had to pick that one. That is it in your head.
2: It's most certainly is. Yes. I, I mean, the, uh, I really do love this song, and since she just recently uh passed, I have been going back and listening to a lot of the cranberry stuff, so uh you know, just thinking about how important they were back then mm. uh it's you don't really I don't think we gave them enough credit back then about how uh how great they were and what a great voice she has, yeah. I don't think we really gave her enough credit while she was uh, while she was still around. So, I really do love this pick.
0: I I, I definitely seriously thought about drafting this song. Uh, it was down a little bit lower on my draft board. It was the cranberries. Like I didn't find out about them until like later on. I I don't think I heard of them until you're gonna laugh uh, until I saw Click. Um, <laughs> and they played linger. I was like, "Who are the Cranberries?" I like this song.
1: <laughs> I mean, and, that's uh, you know, got to find out some way. So I'm, I'm glad i glad mean, I'm there. that was
0: before YouTube. the ep, the really before streaming music became yeah. a thing. So that was still in downloading illegally. Uh, legally, <laughs> you know, um, I did I say that? I meant legally, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, the good old LimeWire and Pirate Bay days. Yeah, giving
1: um, your computer herpes days.
0: I did not have sex, sexual relationship, you know, <laughs> at the time, that was the song you actually downloaded, um, it was, I hate it, that was the worst ever, that was yeah. the original Rickroll, by the way,
4: yep, was
0: that, um, and so, yeah, but, like, I didn't hear zombie until, like, much later in life, but it's so good, and you gotta just scream out at the top of your lungs, zombie, like, as deep as you can, um, it's just a very powerful and and Poignant Song. I absolutely love it. It's definitely my favorite Cranberry song.
2: Thad, any thoughts? Yeah, it was definitely on my draft list. Uh, I did also have it a little bit lower, but it was 100% on my draft list.
0: Hell yeah. All right, uh, let's move along to Thad's next pick. What you got
3: for us? Okay. <laughs>
2: By the way, Damon, did you just uh, neither confirm nor deny that you use uh, Napster and all these other things? I never
0: use Napster. I never said
2: that.
1: You wouldn't download a car.
3: (laughs) I never use Napster. I
0: vehemently deny never using Napster. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: All right, Not so bad. you know what? <laughs> <You're
2: bad. laughs> we are seriously lacking some rap on here. So I am gonna take uh, Biggie Smalls' "Hypnotize." Yes, Deep. absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, I to me, this is his best song. The music video again. They spent, like you were saying earlier, with the uh, Puff Daddy or Sean Puffy or whatever the hell he was then. um that music video made no fucking sense. None. They're like on a boat and they're being chased by spies and then they're still like (laughs) popping champagne in a boat. Like what the hell is going on in this video? And then they're in like a garage. I don't know what's happening in this video, but the song is still one of his best songs. And it's just so catchy. It's his flow, everything, it's just, it really was the perfect, you know, not to get into the East Coast, West Coast thing, but his flow really did show you, like, okay, this is East Coast rap, and then you had Snoop and Dre and their flow and their style, and that was West Coast rap, and you you had to choose, you're either an East Coast rap fan or a West Coast rap fan, that was it, you couldn't choose both, that was it. What Biggie was and his style was like. That's East Coast. He had the Tims on still. It's. That was Biggie. And I mean, he sings about him in the song. He does.
0: (laughs) It it might be one of my favorite rap choruses ever. Like, I mean, it's so good. It's. This had to be the Biggie song that gets drafted, I think it's. It's iconic. I, I he just he shows us exactly how skilled he is. He doesn't waste any time. He's just is very commanding. I, I love Biggie. I really do. Um I just wish we would have gotten more. Like it's just every every time I hear another Biggie song, I'm like, oh wow, I haven't heard this one yet. I it's it's another good one. Like sh- I, I shouldn't be surprised anymore. Um, I don't know when I heard hypnotize, because this was definitely one that wasn't like considered You know, as when you, you know, grow up and like Biggie was already like a bigger, larger than life persona when I was, you know, aware of music and stuff. He had already passed away and everything. Freaking what I knew him from was freaking. uh, What's the song? The JC song. Um, Oh, man. Where where he was on the boat with with, uh, him. What what song was that? Oh, I know I'm not uh, tripping.
3: Um, Oh, yeah dad okay oh no? i'm drawing a blank i'm drawing a blank what song
0: is that anna are you are, have you figured it out yet
2: no um you're gonna make so me look sad. it up
3: Someone's but like that's the, jc
2: it's this song why don't you sing it damon no <laughs> no. no more singing well Help we'll out, it damon out, sing can... it
4: i just you know
0: i I grew up with biggie and it was like that it was um big papa of course was like just the most well known because it's you know super fun and then they played it on hardball which was just you know that was the thing but once i found hypnotized i was like this is this is biggie this is like just to show you just how good he can be and it just makes me miss him so the the, i'm glad you got him kyle are you a fan
1: oh of course of course um i don't think there's even a a competition for best biggie song it's it's got to be this um yeah i'm i'm really just with damon i just wish we got more like it's it's sad but yeah everything he did was just he everything he touched turned to gold so i wish i wish that we could see more of it but yeah it's it's the correct choice if you're going for a biggie song it really was
0: all right so that's that's your pick and we're gonna go with your next one but before that let's take a quick break
1: this episode of Planet Fantasy is brought to you by Didn't. <laughs> I'm so
4: fucking scared!
1: Welcome back from break. We are talking about the best music from the 1990s, and we are back to the Grand Admiral himself, Thad, for his fifth pick. What you got for us, ma'am?
2: All right. I am picking a song that... Uh is so popular that even now it gets played on the radio every freaking year for at least 3 months.
1: Oh no. Every
2: year and we dread this song. No sad. No. Doing this. I'm doing it. Um it's not her best song but no, she not. constantly is cashing those checks from it. <laughs> and it has to be picked it's still haunting us. 20 years later, <laughs> it's <laughs> Mariah Carey all in one for Christmas this year. I can't believe you did this. Wow. I'm doing it.
0: I, I can't not believe you just did that. I mean, we drafted the holiday. I mean, it makes sense, but still. <laughs>
1: Kyle, your thoughts. I don't. Well the problem is I don't have any thoughts now, Damon, because all I hear in my fucking head is all I want for Christmas is you. We just got past that. Like Christmas I is know. over. I know.
0: I thought it was over. <laughs> I thought we had a couple <laughs> nope. months before we had to hear it. It's you know. haunting.
1: There was a it's haunting us. I was expecting not to hear that and thanks a lot, Bad. Um yes. I mean, I every year though, I feel like I I don't defend this song, but I'm like, okay, there's a reason that it's such a, like, pain in the ass now. Like, it is a very good and catchy song. Yes, overdone, overplayed, absolutely. And I dread hearing it every year now. But, I mean, it's a fucking good song. And Mariah Carey, like, when she was at the, her peak, I would agree with that. It's not her best song. But, like, when she was at her peak, she, I mean, she's a great vocalist. So, it is, it's just, I, yeah, picking this when you have so much to choose from, like, I, oh man
0: yeah see that's my problem is just there's so many great songs in the 90s like this is good this is a great christmas song but you know i I don't know i i i can't hate on it but i just hate that you brought it up again
1: it's also the first (laughs) holiday song to be drafted since our 1950s episode like since the first episode of stewards of sound that's a testament like we didn't have I'm not going to shit on the 50s, but we didn't have a lot to choose from. So that's why there were some holiday songs drafted. You've got so w- much to choose from now. <laughs> I will say,
0: though, the, I think it makes sense why we hear this song so much during the holiday season. It's because we hear all the holiday season songs. Yeah. Ad nauseum. There's only so many. And really, this is honestly the I mean, not only is it one of the best Christmas songs, it's the best one they've come up with. And how long? Like you said, yeah. Since the 50s, there was decades between good Christmas songs. And then since since this, has there been another good Christmas song written?
1: There's been good stuff, but there's not been a song that's been that's reached like the status. It's of... like
0: entered the, the like the the mainstream rotation.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's why I, I think even though out. we're uh, we're kind of joking about it, I think it have to be picked. I mean, it yeah. is. <laughs> I know that M- some H- people will argue with the InSync Christmas album but no that
1: <laughs> okay that, that, all right
2: <laughs> but but that song is still I don't think people give enough credit to how hard it is to come up with a good Christmas song.
4: No, you're right. During
2: the Christmas time because yeah, we have every year popular artists coming out with Christmas albums that don't sell shit. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> It's basically just covers of old Bing Crosby and all sorts of other songs. I mean, Michael Buble tries. I mean, credit to him. He tries every year.
1: He's the one that the meme is about now. Like Mariah Carey is the one opening his jail cell every year for for Christmas.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I don't think we've had one since this song came out. I mean, it is extremely difficult when you really think about it to come out with a good Christmas song that is still being played. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong.
0: I'd yeah. still hate it, but you're not You're out of line, you're not wrong. You're dang it. Okay, well, let's move along from from that song. And back to Kyle for your fifth pick. You went W W C C.
1: Yeah, when what's, you what's... said when you said that initially, I was like, "Oh, he's just being really nice." Like, you got all W's on your on your board. I was like, "Oh, thanks, man."
2: <laughs> Please pick no. an artist that begins with D, so we can do like, what would Christopher Columbus do?
1: Oh God, why Columbus? <laughs> what's wrong with well, you?
2: The director, the director of the first <laughs> two <laughs> Home, Home, Home Alones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> what would, what would Not Chris, the other guy who Chris to Chris.
0: Let's call him Chris Columbus. To a... Chris Columbus. <laughs>
1: uh, please, his father was Christopher Columbus. All right, sorry. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for. Let's see, how many do I have left? I have two left. Um, okay. Um, I was worried about the lack of rap, and then. Thad came through with Biggie. I mean, we could definitely still benefit from a lot more, but now I'm torn. Are forgetting
0: that I got Snoop Dogg and Blackstreet? You, did.
1: you got, you got Gin and Juice. Like, you set the tone. Um, You set us up for for success. Uh, shit. Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Um, I'm going to go for another dramatic ballad because I Have Nothing is Great, but it like I feel like these two songs, like, almost, like, coexist in my brain they just go together so well um and once again this is my trend of like Whitney her best song is not I will always love you sorry it's I have nothing Celine Dion it's not my heart will go on it's it's all coming back to me now it's definitely it's all coming back to me now um yeah this is another song that I feel like also recently it's had a bit of a surge in popularity and is like a really big song again but you know it's just so like Celine I would put Celine right up there with Whitney as like powerhouse vocalist, especially of the 90s. Um, and yeah, uh, she's got a lot of great stuff. I mean, she has a great discography, but it's all coming back to me now is right there at the top. It's got to be my my favorite of hers. So got to go with that one.
0: I think I know this song
1: oh, you're killing me, Smalls.
0: <laughs> um, Like it did not ring any bells when you said the name and I'm looking at the lyrics and I'm like this sounds familiar. I feel like if I is put it all the coming song back
1: on the to, phone... to you now, side of the
0: it's not it's not It's It's not. It's not. It's not all coming back <laughs> to me now. Um, Celine Dion is, is a fantastic singer. Um, my is will go on haunts me i the side of the I of the side 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 of the the reason why I hate this song. Okay. It's a it's a good song. OK, but when we were little, my sister and I, we uh, my parents bought us a keyboard for Christmas. OK, and it was it was that fad time where uh, the keys would light up and they'd have yep. song banks. To oh, show
1: no. Yeah. Out
0: of the songs, right? Yeah. What was song number one <laughs> on that keyboard? And whenever you started up, it would almost always play that damn song so i would always hear do do doo, doo, in like a really synthy yeah synthy version of it
1: yeah it was always a cruise ship kind of sounding it, thing. you'd hear yeah. like
0: you'd hear like the uh do 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 because it it, it started count you out it count yeah. you in to start the song to start to hit the key hate it hate it okay amount of times i just heard that just the beginning oh i just (laughs) burned into my head can't do it can't do it okay i'm sorry
1: that's that's why i didn't draft it i drafted the better one (laughs)
0: you did it i i like this song just because it's not that song
1: so props i also i believe our producer also has a rant about this song
3: Oh, not about this song. I'm still hung up on Mariah Carey, but we'll go back to that later. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. We'll save that till the end of the podcast. Uh, Thad, what do you think about it? It's all coming back to me now.
2: Uh, I love it. I, I agree with you. It, that's her best song. That's yes. her best song. Absolutely. I, again, all of these songs in the 90s, all I can think about is the music video yeah. And her just right next to like the, the curtain and like the, the big window and just dramatically singing. So, baby,
3: baby, 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 baby. baby. Hey.
0: Yeah. hey, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just needed to hear the, the, the melody. Like, if I kiss you like this. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah there I, I, there it is,
1: Damon. I did not
0: get the, the rhythm at all. I was like, these words sound familiar, but I just <laughs> could not get the beat. Yes, this is a this is definitely the, the song, okay. the, 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 the right Celine Dion song. It's a good one.
2: Although I do love Damon giving us a, a story about how <laughs> he's basically the other Belcher kids and and you just have <laughs> living with Gene Belcher and his and his keyboard. And just
0: <laughs> I I learned how to play like two songs from that that thing. Okay, the Walls of Jericho and uh, the Entertainer. <laughs>
1: It's always the entertainer. It's got yeah, it. top six. Yeah. Yep. Correct.
3: All right, We got
0: Celine Dion off the board and he went with three C's, sir. Three so, C's. Three C's. Um, hmm. So I have let's see, I have a, a one-hit wonder a rock song and two two rap songs rap R&B. Um, I definitely wanted to try to have it a little bit variety just because like like 80s really started it but like the 90s it's just wide open you have so much good music in each genre it's really hard to pick so I just want to kind of shout them all out but now we're getting to the end and I want to make sure I get the songs that I'd be mad if I didn't get and I didn't think I was going to draft this song it has to be drafted because it's it's just a song that I've like as soon as you heard it, you knew the lyrics to it. It's still talked about today. It's it's a meme now, essentially. It's connected to a, a great movie franchise, um,
3: all star Smash, <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, now you're an
0: all star. Get your game on. Go play. I mean, it's. Like I, like I said, I'm a TRL kid, so like I heard this like very early on. It was everywhere, and it was just everyone liked it. It was just really catchy, fun lyrics, and then it's just it's kind of not gone away. It's just always kind of been there in the background in your head. Never, it's the ultimate earworm, and you've heard it in multiple different movies. Uh, Smash Mouth and their whole Shrek thing, you know, kind of really gave it some longevity, and now it's just like it's one of those songs that. Like my generation, especially just have held on to, you know, it's 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 special to us, even though we we have denounced Smash Mouth does not exist. We own the song. Um, it, it is a purely 90s kid song. We, we made it. And uh, yeah, we're really proud of it. So Kyle, you a fan?
1: um this is kind of the same. i'm not i'm not gonna shit on all-star because it is a good song but it's kind of the same thing as the mariah Carrot. like there's still so much to be picked <laughs> uh yeah it's it's a fun song i mean i you know we all know i love i love shrek so it's i have that connection with it but i don't know man like yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i just like i, I it's a it's it, it's a fine song I, I i don't really have much to say about it unfortunately
0: it is my it is my ultimate. This is the '90s. Yeah,
4: like, type
3: that's fair. Of thing. Like,
0: it is one of the most well known songs of the '90s, and it, it's just, it's definitely not a good song. But <laughs> I absolutely love it with all my being, and I will just, I will always put my fingers in the shape of an L on my forehead. Always, I always, you know, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I, I I relate to that. Hey, now, you're an all-star. <laughs> it's just, it, it's it's poetry, is that what it is? Thad, are, are you a fan?
4: Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
3: we have established that Thad has trash taste because he drafted Mariah Carey's Christmas
2: song, and that's all I have to say on the
3: matter. Yeah, but
1: then Damon drafted all-stars. So <laughs> like, I'm
2: fully, like, I'm fully yeah, aware. I, I don't want to hear anything well, about Mariah Carey when we got freaking Smash Mouth, okay? <laughs> I I don't I don't want to hear shit about Mariah Carey being picked. At least she had a longer run than bloody Smash Mouth.
0: So you're not a fan, then I take it.
2: No, I know the song, of course, but no.
0: <laughs> That's fair, and I I think if I had been born like at any other time than exactly when I was, it would not. Hit the same, but it yeah. Like I like I'm telling you, it was just it was everywhere during TRL, and it just kept going. I just I, I love it, and I am not ashamed to admit it.
1: That is that perfect story. Like there are songs like that where like you're born, and it's just so a part of like the cultural zeitgeist. So that I, that makes sense for that to because obviously that was a little bit before me, but that's that makes sense for that sh- that song to just constantly be around you. It makes sense that it would leave an impression. <laughs>
0: Yes, I mean it had to get a shout out. I mean I definitely regret it, but I also am not ashamed. <laughs> it, it needed to happen. Do um, I regret it? Yes. I'll bite the bullet. <laughs> am I glad I did it? Also, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then let's let's that uh, finishes the the fifth round, and so that means let's start the very last round. I got one more pick. Okay, so like I could go with another very 90s pick. That y'all would probably be like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, obviously. That is, that's the 90s. Like so, there's so many songs where you're just like, this is a song? Like they actually made this? But then you're like, you listen to it, it's like it's it's a bop. Like it's it's undeniable bop. There's so many of those. And then there there's ones that definitely have more of a cultural relevance still to this day. They definitely are a little bit more timeless. You know what? I'm going to go with another rock band. Um, and this is definitely a little bit more of a different vibe than Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, this is one of my favorite angry bands. It's one of my favorite political heavy bands. I I just think they have their their mission and their message was important. And it's still important today. And that's why they got back together. and And I'm glad they are. It's just, I mean, this song is so heavy and like I have to headbang every single time I hear it. It's it's killing in the name. Uh Rage Against the Machine. I like it's it's so good. Okay. I, I love Tom Morello for one. His guitar skills are just I could watch him play guitar all day long. Um and there's just the message and the, the lyrics and it all is a perfect blend and it just makes you want to go out and and change something. It makes you want to do better. Um, yeah, I I love "Rage Against the Machine," and I think I don't know if this is one of, is my favorite song of theirs. I like a lot of it, but I think this it's like I've, we we talk about a lot of these. It's it's that it hits the perfect level of I love it, and also the how important it is to everyone else. And I, I definitely think this this hits that. I think it's maybe the most popular rage song. If if, and you know see that whatever that means but more most well known i'd say this or maybe uh bulls on parade i don't
2: know but i had to go with this one so dad what do you think oh yeah yeah i'm i'm still waiting for the new album if there's a new album coming but yeah i think uh there were a few picks from this uh from the 90s that had the same kind of uh I wouldn't say the same political message, but there were a lot of bands like Rage who started really putting political messages forward in their music. And I think Rage is the one that really kind of put it up front. A lot of bands, I guess, they weren't as upfront about it. They had it in their lyrics, so it was obvious if you read the lyric. But Rage was just like, nope, it's in our lyrics, it's in our videos. If you don't like it, too bad. Like, this is what we're saying. This is our message. We know we're right. There you go. Listen to it, like it, or hate it, whatever. This is us. This is us. All right. Kyle,
0: are you a fan?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I would have said. Like, that you, even if you're not really a, a fan of like this type of music or you don't listen to like Rage Against the Machine, you have to respect that they are so clearly like they know what their songs are about and they're not exactly like subtle about it. And they're not like, cause they don't need to be like they, I don't know. It's just like, they know exactly what they're doing and what message they want to put out. And it, you know, like that's, that's their thing. I I love that. I love the, like the very straightforward nature of their music. And, um, if I was going to pick one of their songs, it definitely would be killing the name. I do really love bulls on parade, but yeah, I, I, yeah. Killing the name is just, a great way to to fill out your board so well done
0: thank you thank you it's another song that you just have to yell at the yeah. top of your lungs and those are some of my favorite songs you know just per you know makes you feel a part of it mm-hmm. so that finishes my board up i think i'm very happy with that one even even all-star I, I stick by it <laughs> and now we're back around to kyle for your last one W W C C C C.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm really torn. I'm torn between like three or four still. Um, there's one that I really want and I'll definitely give a shout to if that doesn't, uh, draft it. Cause it is a really great song, but it's like my, so, my dra- board is already really tilted in this direction. So I don't want to grab that one as well. Um, maybe I do. <laughs> I'm very torn. Uh, you know what? No, I, I've been even though I, there was a confusion about what Damon meant when he was saying a W. I think I've had a pretty W board so far, so I'm gonna do Star. what I always do and tank it with my last pick. Um, <laughs> I, I, not not in a way that I think this is a bad song. I think it's a fucking great song, but no, and everyone listening is gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Um, and it's not All Star, so at least I, I have that. Um, but please pick Anna's favorite song, Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I did. <laughs> Uh, I would
3: absolutely quit and never come <laughs> back. <laughs>
1: uh, no, I so this is a song. This is a band that I kind of came to late and had a really annoying phase. I feel like any fan of this band has this phase where they're like Radiohead is the greatest thing of all time. And you, if you don't like their music, you're fucking stupid and you don't get it. Like that was me for most of high school. Um, and. That's me with most things I like, uh, but <laughs> this song, I'm not picking Creep. Creep is great, but I got to go with Exit Music for a film by Radiohead. Um, I think this song is like I mentioned with like Zombie. Zombie is a very angry song and like the Killing in the Name, like Damon picked that. It's a very angry song. Some songs just have this really great mood to them. And I feel like Exit Music, and you can say this for a lot of Radiohead's music, but like it's just very like... It's not just, like, sad. It's, like, this really, like, over, like, bearing kind of sadness. Because if you've heard the song, it is one that just fucking explodes at the end. Um, For some context, it was written for the Baz Luhrmann slash Leo DiCaprio uh, and Claire Danes Romeo and Juliet movie. Um, It's played at the end of that. So you can get a feel for kind of the tone (laughs) of the song uh, to pair the end of that movie. Um, But, yeah, it is just, like lyrically i think one of radiohead's best and then musically i would argue it's it's not a competition it's definitely their best mu- uh song musically um again i love i love creep i love a lot of their stuff but I, I i think that this one just the way that it explodes at the end and you've got some real great like uh i don't even know how to describe it, like pulsating bass that like i feel like doesn't show up in a lot of their music It's usually pretty guitar heavy um but yeah, uh, this is just one that like it's it's got one of those things where like if you have to listen to a song that's really sad, but like angry sad and it's just kind of like cathartic to listen to it, I would suggest exit music because it's just very it is cathartic to listen to it.
0: It is. It's it's such a good song. Dad, are you a fan?
2: I am. I'm a fan of the song. Uh, Personally, I would have picked Creep just because uh. I really love the way his his voice sounds in that song specifically. Yeah, just in the just in the chorus. But yep. I mean, I love this song too. I mean, you know, like you said, a lot of people kind of use Radiohead as see. I, I know music. I listen to Radiohead. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, do you listen to do you listen to jazz? And oh yeah, I I, I like Coltrane. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know, but but yeah, like if. If you're a fan of Radiohead, then you actually have to understand Radiohead, and that song is so good. Yep.
0: I just like their their music is is definitely you know a little complex. It's layered. I I love his voice. I love all of OK Computer. That album is mm-hmm. brilliant. No skip album. Like I I think I, I lean a little bit in preference of like Paranoid Android or Karma Police, but but this is this is like the Kyle song. This is exactly <laughs> what I did, like think of if this would be the exit music for a f- for the Kyle film. Um <laughs>
4: Jesus. It's it's haunting. A little dark. <laughs> well,
0: you know, I I it, it's just your brand Kyle. Yeah, this I, is I, I can't. I'm not meaning any offense, you know that I love <laughs> you. Um it's, it's 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 just sad and haunting and and ethereal, you know? Um Yeah. I need a Phoebe Bridgers cover
1: of this. Oh my god. Don't do that to me. Don't don't do that to me. That's, yeah. I think she did Karma Police a few years ago, and it was fucking incredible. Um, it,
0: it, it, it's just that kind of vibe. It, yeah. It's like something you would hear walking down a a desolate road with a bunch of fog, and there's yes. no one around. Like yeah. that's that's this song in a, in a nutshell. It, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great pick. I mean, I'm listening to it right now because, like, I haven't heard it in so long. I had to go listen to it. And you always forget about just like all like this whole album. It's just like that's a great song. Oh, that's a that's a great song. Like,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just you know they get forgetting about, you know. So I'm so glad you shouted this one out. Um, this is definitely a call pick. I hope it doesn't take your board. I hope people go and listen to it and be like, oh wow, okay, yeah, I I dig yeah. it.
1: Also. Uh, I mentioned Romeo and Juliet and it's cool that it was written for that, but also I would implore anyone to, if they haven't um, black mirror, I think season one, the episode shut up and dance, which is like one of their darkest episodes. The ending of that also has the song and holy fuck. Does it match? Like it just, Ooh, it explodes. And it's just, you're left with, with most black mirror episodes, you're left at the end. Like what the fuck did I just watch?
0: <laughs> All right. So I believe that leaves us with One last pick. Before we do that, let's take our last break.
1: Welcome back. Uh, There's been a fire in our Planet Fantasy studio that we're all definitely physically in and not on a Skype call. And um, all of the records were erased, and Thad's board's been erased. Um, So you're going to have to draft another Mariah Carey song. Sorry about your luck. Uh, (laughs) No, you're going to have to sit there in your failure and keep Mariah Carey and keep uh, I'm not even going to name the song. Uh, what's your what's your sixth song to redeem this board that which was a great board before then, I should say it was a very good board. <laughs> why are
2: you pretending like if there was a fire that that song's record wouldn't be the only one that survived? <laughs> <laughs> you know, damn well, that song would survive fire nukes anything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because people have tried to do that too. because it sucks. They've tried to nuke it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That was
2: that pick. All right. uh, I promised a little story about uh, going to the laundromat, so this is it. Uh, Baby Thad has, uh, when I told you, it's very innocent, very wholesome. I would, we didn't have a washing machine and dryer growing up. So we would have to walk to the laundromat. And if you've ever been to one of those coin laundromats, they always have the radio and the hits, the uh, like the top hit radio station playing. And Young Thad, when he went to the radio, when he went to the radio station, when he went to the laundromat, this one song was just constantly playing. And I learned the lyrics to this thing real quick and it is such a great 90s breakup song and it is even more awkward when you think that this the lead singer is singing to another person in the band that broke up with him i'm going with no doubt <laughs> Ah, uh, see, did I redeem myself with that pick? Uh, producer Anna? Which
3: Halfway. song? <laughs> Which song, Thad? Don't Speak. Don't Speak, yeah. Another pick of
0: mine, by the way, for the Guardians 3 soundtrack draft.
2: It is, um, I learned that song so quickly. And that song, you could not escape. Even now, that song plays and the guitar starts. Dun, 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 dun. dun. You just have to start. You and me. It's like, you just have. It, you just have to. It's You know every word to that song. You don't know how you know every word to that song, but you know it. And then the chorus hits, and then you're just singing with Gwen Stefani, staring at her bass player, just like, how dare you
0: that's true i forget about that like the background for that song oh, it's so good kyle
1: speak don't 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 not speak don't don't, don't speak, don't, speak. Don't, speak. <laughs> don't don't speak don't don't speak uh yeah dude this is you you've half redeemed it um it's you're close but this is a great way to round out the board um yeah, is I'm just trying to think of like any point in my life that this has not been a song that I've just known and it I've literally just always known Don't Speak. It's just, yeah, it's such a cultural thing, you know? Um, yeah, I don't even listen to a ton of No Doubt. Like I can't name a whole lot of their other songs, but Don't Speak is just one that's always been around. So that's a great way to round it, your board.
0: I am ecstatic that No Doubt got picked because I love No Doubt. Um, I'm just a girl. Hey, baby. This one, it, they are very underrated, um, and I, I just think they're so good. I I love Gwen Stefani. I don't know what she's doing right now. Um, Nobody Blake, knows Blake. Like take your your charm off of her, like your evil spell <laughs> that you got going on. Um, but no, I, it's it's a fantastic song. Uh, great lyrics. The the rhythm's great. Yeah, it, I'm so glad you got no doubt on there. Because I would have been kind of sad that if uh, we didn't have any, so, and I definitely think this is the right one to go with. It's it's fantastic. Any any other thoughts on Don't Speak before we uh, wrap it up?
1: Honorable mentions, baby.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, yes, this is what we really are here for.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> all the ones fiction, we fucked up
0: about
4: and didn't grab.
2: <laughs> um. Can't, can't wait help. to read those comments, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, <Every> <laughs> how, how dare you didn't have this
0: song? This song was obviously the only song you could have drafted. You
1: fools. <laughs> Every week. Uh uh, let's see. So, yeah, uh, all the small things, blink 182 fucking bop. Um, gangsters paradise, coolio. Uh, I got five on it. Fucking love that song. Um, my my Weekly or you know traditionally ABBA song, Slipping Through My Fingers, great song. Uh, you Are Not Alone, Michael Jackson. I did not really think of a lot of MJ. I mean, I feel like we talked about it with the 80s. He's kind of 80s, 90s French. Um, and then Black by Pearl Jam is also a really, really great song. A lot of Pearl Jam. I mean, we could have drafted any of them, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we, there, there's a lot of really good grunge. I mean, I'm going to mention Black Hole Sun Yeah. by Soundgarden. Such a great song. Um, I had Waterfalls, TLC, you know, really great. Uh, Kiss from a Rose, nice. our boy still, Black Batman, uh, shout out. I had Scar Tissue, also from Red right About Chili Peppers. And also, I, I kept wanting to make this joke, but I didn't want to make it in case someone was drafting it. But Kyle, you kept saying, I'm torn. And I kept saying. Yeah, <laughs> Liam same here. I kept, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Um, an amazing I kind of song, should have drafted I, it then. <laughs> such a great song, and a cover by the way, which I didn't yep. know until like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Mambo number no. five, one of my favorite when it's wonders of all time. And then I had this down on my list, but I had to have one. Everybody Backstreet Boys,
1: yep,
0: definitely their best song. That, what, what did you have that you did not get to draft?
2: Uh, let's see, I had a uh... Corn, Freak on a Leash. Nice. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, of course we had a uh, a bunch of Metallica songs. Yeah. Uh, tearing up my heart in sync. Oh, so good. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Summertime.
4: Yeah. Uh,
2: basically, a bunch of garbage. Uh, push it, Paranoid. I'm only happy when it rains. Missy Elliott, The Rain. Mm. Uh, uh, no one picked the Fugees or Lauryn Hill. Yup. No. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, REM, Losing My Religion. Yeah, that's a big one. I'm. Sh- we are gonna get so much shit for not picking the Spice Girls. <sighs> I, I grabbed from the do list it. game.
0: I, I love <laughs> wannabe. Be. I absolutely love them, but I just
2: couldn't do it. Yeah. And I prefer to become one. I think that's their best song. That's a good one.
1: Also, No Foo Fighters. I was really close to picking Everlong. Um, yeah. I
0: I didn't mention it because I like I literally couldn't pick one song out of all of them. But Jock Jams is like my religion. <laughs> I love Jock Jams. I listen to Jock Jams weekly. Nothing gets me it gets me more hyped than Jock Jams. All of it. Every
2: single song. Damon loves that nineties bulls entrance music. <laughs> it dude, that song goes off. It really it, it's so good. He just you know what it goes back to your with your uh your keyboard. <laughs> oh, Oh no, no,
4: no.
2: Oh uh, you know what Hathaway. what
0: is love? <laughs> what is love? Oh my god. Not a roxbury yeah. shout out, yes. Um yep. I also had poison. Poison poison such a great song yeah um there's there's too many like I, we could there's start way too many. naming all the yeah. songs
4: um
1: don't worry that's what the comments are for
0: <laughs> yes it is i think we did a damn good job on our boards though i think we pretty much for the most part nailed everything we needed to i'm i'm proud i'm, I'm impressed and now we get to see everyone just say how dare y'all how dare you get those boards uh, <laughs> But no, this was fun. I'm glad we did it. Thad, thank you so much again for joining us. It's lovely to have you. you have anything to tell the people at home?
2: Uh, nope. Other than I'm sorry, we did not pick two out of the three Dave Coulier trilogies. It was right there for us. <laughs> that's right. We could have also picked Alanis. Yeah. Cut it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still can't believe that that guy is
4: yeah, that's the reason the we have
2: three of the most popular songs of the 90s and one in 2000 is dave coulier the pete davidson of the 90s oh
4: my god Oh my <laughs> oh god!
2: My god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, sorry popped in my head and i had to
1: say it i had it's, to it's amazing
0: <laughs> i'll cut it out I'll, i will um no thanks dad and of course thank you for our lovely producer anna h thank you again and uh yeah this was super fun i am very happy with my board thanks for everyone listening at home we got some really fun pods coming up um yeah uh kyle what's what do you got for the people
1: yeah uh just keep listening we appreciate y'all so much um you probably heard the ad at the top of the episode but if you haven't yet go and uh rate and review us send us that screenshot any of our socials so you can be entered into our raffle um I mean, I I would not pass this opportunity up. This is you get the chance to curate your own episode, any kind of draft that you want. So, you know, don't pass that opportunity up. Um, next week we've got another stewards of sound. We're going to be in the two thousands. Um, we're joined by our pals uh, Michael, Amber, and Anna. Um, yeah, and an been lots of fun. And an F, yeah, the F is for fuck you. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we got a lot of fun stuff coming up i keep i keep doing it every week but i it's because i'm so excited our 100th it's going to be so much fun um i don't know damage we start a little bit more details yeah could we start talking about it a little bit i mean we've been really secretive but basically it's going to be just all trivia i mean we our good friend micah you know if you've been on facebook in the last i don't know months he's killing it with the jeopardy stuff and his you know his brackets are always great but he's been really He's coming to his own as our own Alex Trebek. And so he's going to be hosting our 100th episode as Damon and Anna F. And and I uh, compete uh, nine different planets of different categories of trivia, you know, all all, you know, movie and stuff related. But um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a way for us to kind of cap off a, a milestone for us and compete, too, which when we, I mean, we kind of compete with these drafts. But this is more this is less opinion based and more like actual like knowledge you know trivia based so it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun i'm excited but yeah lots of fun stuff coming so stay tuned guys we'll see you next week
0: this is what we do